about 10 lines down at the new Mishnah. Shloisha, I know the word Shloisha. This might look familiar because we had it at the beginning of the first parak, we had it at the beginning of the second parak. Um, but here it is in its place in the Mishnah. I double underline the word Shloisha. There's three three cases of Gitin Psulin where the get in question is uh, invalid, but it's not like totally invalid so much that imnises of lad kosher, that if the woman who had been divorced from her first husband using this get uh, has a child from some other man, that that child would not be a mom's, it would actually be kosher. Here, here's the example of uh, the three gitin which are uh, problematic. Number one, kasa biksav yodo, it's actually written in the handwriting of the husband, ve'en alav edim, and there's no edim. Um, number two, yeshalav edim, there are uh, witnesses uh, there on the document, However, in Boizman, there's no date. And number three, Yesh Boizman, it has a date on it. The Ein Boi Ella Eid Echad. There's only a single uh, witness, not two, but as we saw a few times, the Sofer who wrote it, his um, handwriting and maybe also put his signature in there, even though he's not one of the official witnesses, he's one of the, he's the one who wrote it, that would be Harei Elu, these are uh, Shloisha, again, I double underline the word Shloisha, three cases of Git and Psulin, but again, it's not a Psul Daraisa, uh, which means that Vim says if she got remarried to some guy using this get and had a child, the Vlad would be Kosher, not a Mamzer. Okay, there's, um, I mean, we we're basically at the end of the Masech. Let, let's see uh, a few Rashi's. The first Rashi in the Mishnah, which is about halfway down the narrow lines in Rashi, Vim Nisus of Lad Kasher. The first case was, it's written in the handwriting of the husband and there's no witnesses. Well, that, I mean, it's, an, it's certainly a snake opinion, but it's much different than what we've seen before. Rashi notes here, Hi uh, Tana, whoever the author of this mission is, and I underlined these uh, five words, not holding like the Rameir Shita that we dealt with extensively the first few weeks of Masechus Gitin, Damar, he's one who says, Edi Chasim Akarsi. It, it's the witnesses who signed the document who are cursed. The Rameir, for sure, if it was this type of uh, get, the Vlad would be a Mamzer. Next uh, two lines are taken out by the Bach. Uh, we'll pick up the beginning of the next line, which starts Velav, and underline those five words, Velav Karebelezer's Firole. Also, and those are the two opinions really dealt with at the beginning of the Mesechtas, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Lezer. Also, whoever is the author of this mission is not like Rebbe Lezer, Da'amar, who says, Ede Mesira Karsi, that it's the witnesses that, wit- it's, that witness the handing over of the get uh, from the husband to the wife. How do we know that? Well, because if you look in our Mishnah, like the next line where we're going to pick up reading is Rebel Azar. So clearly, if that's Rebel Azar, the first four lines of the Mishnah are not. Dahapalig Rebel Azar Besefa. Ella. Here's the issue. Kevin Dekasav Yadayhu. Since it's written out in the handwriting of the husband, the literal back to the Pasuk translation is you have a man, Vikasav, and he writes it, Vinasan, and he gives it. Well, did he write it? Yeah. Did he give it? Yeah, so because of us and Karina Bay. Okay, now, there's like no witnesses, but let's leave it there in the Rashi. It's going to be good enough because it fulfills the basic requirement of what the Pasuk said. Because of Vinasan, he wrote it, he gave it. Okay, that's the uh, first issue. The second issue was Yeshlav but it doesn't have a time. The time is important, but it's a, it's a Takana de Rabbanon. 
and it's because of the Basa Chayse, if the guy's married to his niece, and he knows that, oh, she had a fling, and he wants to give her a get, and then it'll turn out that there's no date, so she can claim that really she was divorced when she had that uh, fling with the guy. And then the third case was, Yesh um, Baizman, there's only one witness, okay? Um, and we're going to see there's actually a few Manda Amram in the Gemara, uh, what case that's going on. So we'll wait for the Gemara for that one. Let's go back into the Mishnah. Rebbe Elazar, the uh, note on the side of the Gemara says you should take the little Yud out. We had cases where you have to have three Yuds in the previous, <laughs> and no Yud. So here it's not Rebbe Elias, but Rebbe Elazar, uh, Oimer, Edim. He says, even if there's no witnesses on it, but there were two people who witnessed it, and when it was handed over, what we would call the Edim Mesira, kosher, that would be a good get. Kama, and she would be able to collect if there's things that are owed to her, even from uh, encumbered property. Because the whole concept of, well, usually signatures on the get, well, true, but that's that in case you, uh, you don't know where the Eide Messira were, the Eide Messira died, you'll be able to have uh, it actually documented for uh, the future. Okay, um, the mission started off and it made clear how many Gittim Sulam are there? Three. Three. Three, not four. And it said again, three. Three, not four. In other words, it's coming to be a Mayit something, and it's coming to be a Mayit two things. Visuleika. Um, now, really? There's no other cases? There's only three? How many? Three, but no further ones? Vahaika. I put a triangle on this Vahaika. What about this? And then three lines later, in the middle of the line is another Vahaika. I put a triangle around that. And then about six lines later, last two words on the line are Vahaika. I put a triangle on that. So we're going to have uh, three examples where uh, they should be in the list also. Like, why aren't they in the list? Vesuleika, only three. Vahaika, what about a Get Yashun? Right? We had that, that a Get Yashun is going to be uh, maybe um, problematic. Maybe not Torah's problematic, but problematic. And a Get Yashun, remember what it is. It's any Get that the couple had Yichud after the get was written, which is potentially problematic. Um, well, the difference there is Hasam lo Tetze. Over there, if a w- w- woman gets divorced, she's going to get Yashan and she marries a new guy, she doesn't have to uh, leave her second husband. Whereas Hacha, our Mishnah, is cases where Tetze, she would have to leave her second husband if she used one of these Gitin. Well, that actually is a point of machloka. So Hanicha all is well, according to the Mandamar, says Hacha that our cases, our three cases in the Mishnah were Tetse. El Mandamar, there is another approach which says Hacha lo Tetse that if a woman got married using any of the three in the Mishnah, she doesn't leave Michael and Maymar because then they're all the same. Well, no, they're still not the same because Hasam over there get Yashan Tinasel Chatchila. According to that approach, she can really shouldn't use it. But if she has it, okay, fine. She can even get remarried lechatkila. Whereas Hacha, in our Mishnah's case, they would be Dievit. That which, if she got remarried, okay, fine. But if she's going to ask the rabbi beforehand, he would say, oh, no, no, you're not supposed to get remarried. It's only a Bedievit. Okay, period. Well, what about this? Fahaika, if a triangle around this Fahaika. So why did the Mishnah say there's only three? What about a get Kereach, which is that strange case of where you wrote a few lines. It was, we got, it was a strange case. Kohanim who have the tendency to maybe fly off the handle and would be much quicker to divorce their wife and then be in big trouble because she's now Grusha. So they uh, came up with this, write a few lines and then have someone si- fold it over and someone sign another few lines. Uh, we had said over there also that let's say there's a get Reach that has uh, seven folds and six signatures. Uh, no good. Midaraisa? No. Midarabanus. What about get Reach? 
Well, the difference uh, between here and there is Hasam Haflad Mamzer, that if you get uh, married using a kiri, the, the child in the new relationship will be a Mamzer, Hacha the Vlad is Kosher. Okay, but that also was a point of discussion there. Hanicha, that's fine according to Reb Meir. Ella Lurabanan, Maikla Meir, they didn't say the kid was being a Mamzer over there, so according to Rabbanan, why is get Kireach not included in the list of our Mishnah? Well, because Hasam say because over there, they had said that actually she should leave the uh, relationship. Here, she doesn't have to leave the relationship. Well, once again, that our mission is giving examples where if the woman got remarried using this get, she shouldn't leave it. Ella, there is the other mandam who says, over here, yes, I mean, it's just like if there's a kid, okay, fine, the kid's not going to be a monster, but she should leave that second relationship. Why would a get in the kusher not be included with this list of uh, gitten? Answer? Because it's really strange. Again, the kusher, you write a few lines, then you fold it over, then you tie it, then you write a few lines. But mekusher loikamairi, we would say that our Mishnah, when it's talking about getim sulin, is like standard getim sulin, like typical document that you have a, a piece of parchment and you write the entire document on one side, not where you write it and then fold it and then write it again and fold it, and, and therefore uh, it wouldn't be listing off cases of get mekusher. That's why Gemma wouldn't be included. Well, what about this? We had this uh, about a week ago, the old Shalom Alchus issue. If you're in a particular country, it's very important that they know the Jews are um, putting their documents together using the years of that particular Malchus under the uh, auspices of that Malchus. So Vahayika, what about Shalom Alchus? Wasn't that something that we said you have to have it if you don't uh, meet the Rabbana is a problem? Well, uh, the difference there is Hasam over there, Teitzeh. She has to leave the relationship. Hacha, lo say Our mission's case was uh, she wouldn't have to leave the second relationship. Really? Hanicha, that's fine according to Mandamra, says Hacha, that our mission is lo say Ella Mandamra, according to the other approach, who says that our mission's cases are yes, say Maikala Meymar. And we'll skip the parentheses. Well, Mukim La will have to say that our mission is ke de Rebbe Meir, the Hasam Havlad Mamzer. And over there, the kids could be a Mamzer if you didn't put the Shalmachus issue. Whereas Hacha, it's pretty clear from the Mishnah Mufurish that the kid is not a Mamzer, rather, the Vlad is Kasher. Period. We did say three. Minyana de Reshulamutemai, what's it coming to exclude? And Minyana de Sefer, the second time the Mishnah used three, what's it coming to exclude? Well, Minyana de Reisha, the fact that the Mishnah started off by saying there's three Gitim Sulim, and like not four or five or six, is the Mute. Hani Amrin. The three triangles we just had. These are cases of either get Yashan or get Kereach or Shalom Alchus that it would not be included in the list. Why then did we have the concluding phrase of and these are three Gitin, Minyana de Sevalamute, that which we see in the following Brysa, Ha de Sanya. This Brysa goes uh, almost five lines till the uh, two dots. Um, says the Brysa. Taking us back to the beginning of the Masechta, you have a person who is shliach uh, to bring a get from overseas, and he gives it to the woman. And he thinks to himself, I know there's something more I should be doing. Can't remember what it is. The Amar, and he didn't say when he handed over to her, Now what? Well, if she then went, got remarried, had kids, ooh, is she in trouble? Yotzi, the second husband has to take her out of his house to have Vlad Mamzer. I squiggle in line by Vlad Mamzer and the children will be Mamzerim, Divrei, Rebbe Meir. We box Rebbe Meir. The Chachamim say, oh, hold on one second, it's not, not so extreme. 
Ain't a Vlad Mamzer. He's not going to be a Mamzer. But what happened? The Shaliyah didn't say his line when he delivered the get to her. So Kate said, Yad said, what should be done? Yidlan Haimena, take the document back from her, the Yachsor of Yidnenala, and then turn right around and give it to her, Bifnation, I'm in the presence of two, Vayimer, and do it properly. Say the line of Bifanai Nechtav, Ubifanai Nechtam. Or she's already got married. It'll still retroactively be okay. That's what you have to do. What are we saying over here? What's the minyana? The question was, what's the minyana to save it coming to exclude? That shitas Rebbe Mayer. Which, if you look at the Rashi, not on the bottom line, but one line above that. Dibra Masal Meute Hadesanya. Dehacha Havlad Bamzer Rebbe Mayer. Okay? In the case that Rebbe Mayer was speaking about, the kid would be a Mamzer. Kama. So our Mishnah that said specifically there's three cases of Ashmin and our Mishnah is teaching us de that you might ask yourself, hmm, is that a, like a, a, a valid Gears in the Bryce? Is it not a valid Gears in the Bryce? No, it is. It's good. Even in that case, Now we might not say that, but Rameyer definitely does. That's definitely she deserves to be mayor. That was uh, the Mishnah. Mishnah had uh, three cases. Okay. Says Rav. I circled Rav's name over here. And on Amud Bey's second line is Shmuel. Right at the beginning, I circled Shmuel. Uh, says Rav over here. Ksav Yodoy. I put that in a phrase marking. Shaninu. Yep, that's what our Mishnah said. His handwriting. The handwriting of the husband. Okay. Now, what was he talking about? His handwriting. Well, we had three cases in the Mishnah, so which case is it going on? Ah, uh, hey, question mark. Like, uh, okay, Rav, uh, nice comment. Off of what? So how many cases do we have? Three. Elema, if you want to say, I squiggle the line, Elema. Our Rish is coming off the first case, and Rav is giving us this tremendous insight that it's where it's his handwriting. Well, Shita. Like, of course, Ksav Katani. Look at the case. The case is it's in, in his handwriting. So Rav would come along to say, in his handwriting? We know that. Ella, it must be. That's not in that case. Rather, I squiggle in on the Ella. Maybe it's a mitzias, the middle case, what we call the number two case in the Mishnah, which was that has witnesses and there's no date. Well, hare, yesh, alav, edim. You got witnesses. Who cares whose handwriting it's in if there's other witnesses? That would mean nothing. Ella, so I squiggle in on the Ella. And this would be the third example that the Mishnah gave, which was that it has a date, but there's only one aid. Ella a seifa. Yesh boy zman, ve'en boy ella aid echad. That's the case where Rav was saying it can be in the husband's handwriting. Vedafka, that's specifically that if it's going to be the ksav yodoi. Vade, husband's handwriting with one other witness. Aval, however, if it was a scribe's handwriting, a typical cipher's handwriting, aval ksav cipher ve'ed, lo, the vlad would not be kosher, rather it would be a mamzer, because he had got to have two witnesses. That's what Rav says. What's the difference if it's his writing? Or is that his writing? If you have one, if, you have, if, you have the, if the... What's the difference? Says Rashi at the top line, Vedafka Ksav Yotoi Ve'ed, who, that's where we'll say the Vlad is kosher. Now, what was the first case of the Mishnah? 
with no witnesses. Like, we already said that, if it's written in his handwriting. So Rav's coming tells the third case is it's written in his handwriting, we, we know that. So if you want to say, continues Rashi, we have a tafilu below shumay, the vlad would be kosher. Well, no, you'd have to tell me that the third case, or Rav would have to say the third case is, ilav seif, if not for that third case, havamina, that is even more. Not only does that make it sort of like in the, in the middle ground, but it would be totally fine. Kamashma, no, 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 it's not, not totally fine. She shouldn't really remarry with it. It might be a bidyevid. It might work bidyevid, but it's only a bidyevid. Ushmuel, back in the Gemara, I circled Shmuel's name. Amar afiluk sav seifer ve'ed. He said that even if it's, it doesn't have to be his handwriting. It could even be the handwriting of the scribe, and then one witness. Shari Shaninu, we have a number of times, this might be one of the last times, four words in source, Ksav, Seifer, Ve'ed, Kosher. In other words, you have the handwriting of the Sofer, you have one witness signed, that's going to be kosher, that'll work. We sort of look at the handwriting of the Sofer, either as though it's like a different signature, because obviously he was involved in it, or it means he actually has the, one of the signatures, either way, that would be good. Virav, and Glenn Rav's name, uh, what would Rav tell you over here? Uh, he would have to say, no, no, those two are not comparable. Me dummy. Hasam over there, when we said, that was an example of Tinasa Lechatchila. She could Lechatchila get married with a get like that. Hacha, this though, the three cases in our Mishnah were only Dievit. After the fact, if she got remarried with it, we'll go with it. Okay. Ushmuel, I know Shmuel's name. Shmuel wouldn't agree with that. He would say, Loikasha. It depends if the sofer who's writing it is just some sofer, or that's clearly the handwriting of like a known expert sofer in town. Ha besafer de muvak, that's the ksav sofer for eight is kosher. Yeah, we know that sofer's handwriting. He's like a kosher for yasher yir Hashem. Whereas ha, the Mishnah's case is definitely someone other than the husband who wrote it, but it's a safra de muvak who's not necessarily known to us. I have extra He said the same thing that is Ksav Yodeshaninu. Amarlay Rebelazar. I have Baksh Rebelazar. He's speaking to the half Baksh Rebelazar. But Hare Yesh Alav Edim. Right? And now Rebelazar, he's asking that question. It obviously, must mean that the Hare Yesh Alav Edim. He thought that Rebelazar's comment was going on the middle case. And the middle case in the Mishnah is where there are Edim. So Rabbi Yochanan points out to Rabbi Lazar, no, my comment wasn't off the middle case of the Mishnah, rather a uh, Seifa. It was coming off of the third case in the Mishnah. Period. Zimnan Amar Rav. I boxed Rav, as we've been dealing with Rav up till now. This is going to be a slightly different issue. And the reason I noted his name on the, let's see, the fifth wide line. Last word on the line is Vechain. About six words before that is Levi. I boxed Levi. Rav, the way the Gemara introduces this is Zimnan Amarav Teitse, Zimnan Amarav Loteitse. Sometimes Rav said Teitse. In other words, the three Gitan that were listed in the Mishnah, she should leave the new relationship. Sometimes he said she shouldn't. Well, when did he say she should? When did he say she shouldn't? Well, Hakesad, Yeshlabanim, if she already had children from the new relationship, and only then we discovered that there was this issue with the original get, Loteitse, underlying Loteitse, she shouldn't leave that relationship. Where Ain Labanim, if there's no children, then Teitse, she should. the following Tanaic source, which is going to be a bit of a difficulty for what Rav just told us. Um, 
this snake source goes for four lines. Starts here. Um, if you have a man and he doesn't have children and dies, the wife does potentially yibum or chalitza with the surviving brothers. Let's say there are two wives. Um, one of the two is maybe a erva, which would potter the co-wives, but that erva either had a suffolk kedushin, so we're not really sure if she's married to the deceased or ever was, or a get that was also a suffolk. So the kulan, in all those uh, cases of the 15 arayas where he said they'll potter the co-wives, that the one who's the erva, shahayubahan, either suffolk kedushin or suffolk gerushin, which by the time the husband popped off, maybe they were married, maybe they weren't. Haray elus, so what should the surviving co-wives who are not ervas do? Well, they can't get off scot-free. They can't go all the way and do a yibum. They do a chalitza because maybe there is a zika. But they can't go ahead and do a full yibum because maybe that co-wife really was married and, and then she's potter. So how do you have a Suffolk Kedushin? How do you have a Suffolk Gerushin? Kate said Suffolk Kedushin. Well, imagine if you have, go back in time a little bit, you have the man and he has, I don't know, a hundred dollar coin and he chucks it towards the woman or Emek Kudeshisli, Zarak Lal Kedushin, Suffolk, and it wasn't clear whether it was Karev Law, landed closer to her, Suffolk Karev Loy, that would be a Suffolk Kedushin. And we wouldn't know, like, is he really married to that woman or not? Kama, Suffolk Gerushin. How would you have an example of a Suffolk get? Ready for the examples? Kasav, Biksav, Yadoy, it's written... There was a get, but it was written in the handwriting of the husband. Vein al there's no witnesses. Or yesh al you have witnesses. Vein boizman, and there's no date. Or yesh moizman, has a date. Vein boilerecha, there's only one aid. Zehu, suffic gerushin. Does this look familiar? These are three gitim sulim. Okay, that would be a suffic gerushin. Now, that's the end of the snake source. Ve amris, if you were to say that there are instances that uh, you can get divorced using this get, and you were to say, lo teitze, right? That's what we said. If she got remarried using this get, lo teitze, which didn't Rob say that? We had underlined it, like right when Rob said it, that if she got remarried and there's kids, that she doesn't have to get remarried. Well, then you're going to be in a bit of trouble here because sarasa asya It would come possibly that you might do a yibum with the tsara. Rashi says, Rashi is about 10 lines down from here. Like Rav had suggested, and here's the echo point. You might come to say, get ze, ma'alya, it's a full-fledged valid get, vitsarasa, lavsaras erva. And the co-wife is not the co-wife of an erva, the asili and that would be a big problem. That's the question. So the amris leitetse back in the Gemara, tsarasa asili Well, Okay, so what are you really concerned about? That she might do a yibum? Let her do a yibum. Tis yabim. Ve'en klum. What's the worst thing that happens? We have a chashash. Okay, but it's only chashash on the Durabanan level. Chashash Durabanan he. So let her go ahead and do a yibum. That was all according to Rav. Levi, who we had already marked, is in contradistinction to Rav and says, Levi amar la'ilam le'teitse. Really, she does not leave the second relationship that she started based on this maybe slightly less than perfect get. who similarly said Rabbi Yochanan to the Bnei Rabbi Chalafta, who was from the city of Haifa, the following is what your father said, that in this case, 
maybe ideally she should have been done differently, but if she's married to a new guy, she stays with him. And by the way, I guess we'll end this year also with a totally unrelated to Gitin uh, issue. The Kartzis Shabam are these like large flying sort of insects that you find in the um, in in the in the stalks of grain of, of wheat or barley. Um, if they happen to land on some uh, paraduma water and suck it up, then it doesn't ruin the paraduma water. Ena poselis bemechatas. Because uh, normally, you ever see the way even like a dog, and then most common, like, you ever see a dog drinks and it's like lapping it up, and then it's like half of it's coming out and it's going back and forth? That would be a problem if you had paraduma water or mechatas that you have to spritz. It can't be used. You can't have like paraduma water with a little bit of dog backwash in it. That, that's not going to be good. However, the kartzis creature, um, it, 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 whatever it sucks up, it sucks up 100%. Nothing, no, no backwash. Okay, what is a kartzis? It's the Didva de Beni Kippi. It's the large flying insect type of thing that you find in the uh, sheaves of uh, grain. Okay, like a uh, hopper, grasshopper. But a Didva is like a, a, well, let's see. Masiv Rav Daniel Barav Katina, the following Tanaic source that uh, would seem to indicate that uh, this, this, uh, flying kartzis thing uh, should not uh, uh, be okay to be able to drink from the karaduma water. It says, kol ha'ayfais, any flying creatures, paislin b'meichatas, they will um, uh, ruin, meichatas, if you caught them drinking from the meichatas, chutz, except, and this is the only exception, min ha'yoyna, nation wait sets us. The ha'yoyna dove? Yeah. Okay, it, it, it sucks totally, no, no backwash. That's the only thing. Now, if what we said was true, ve'im isa, if like Ravun is correct, nisni should have said that there's two exceptions. Either if you see a yona drinking from it, nisni chutzmi yona, and a kartzis. Well, can't really have said that. Why? Because it depends how big this kartzis is. Loi psika lay. It's not true that all kartzis or all didvisas won't pass the mechatas. Because de gedoyla, if they're big, lo pasa. Like most human beings when they eat, they don't like drip food from their mouth. However, what about little babies? You ever see the way babies eat? All over the place. Yeah, all over the place. So too with the um, uh, kartzis. The gedoyla, the large one, will not ruin the paraduma water, but the katana, which seems like the little ones, when they're learning how to uh, drink, will pasla. Vaad kama, how big is big, how small is small. Amar rabir miyavitem ravamin, with this will conclude, ad kezayis. So I guess when they're littler, up to the size of a kezayis, it's, um, they drink from the paradigm water would ruin it. But once they are larger than the size of kezayis, they are fully learned, um, etiquette filled in their ways of consuming things and any paradigm water that they suck up, they keep in their mouth. Adkan.